One of the things that we had to learn the really hard way is the way that, you know, your team will play the mom dad card. (laughs) No, we never experienced that. Yeah, never. Of course not. Just us. Uh, But, you know, it's one of those things where it's like Rory and I really had to get on the same page behind the scenes where at the end of the day, as I I have the official seat as CEO, and although we're equal and we have lots of disagreements behind the scenes at the end Mm -hmm. of the day, Rory defaults to it's what AJ says. Mm. And it took us a really long time to get there because we didn't realize the impact or side effects that was having when we we didn't have that. We're Richard and Laura Bailey, a husband and wife who have a unique and rewarding experience of not only doing life together, but business as well. And we wouldn't have it any other way. But the reality is it's not always easy. 30 years of marriage and having started and grown multiple multi-seven-figure businesses together, we know exactly how hard it can be to juggle business, family, and life. While at the same time, trying to keep the passion, unity, and adventure in our relationship. That's what this podcast is all about. The Couplepreneur Life. Welcome to this edition of the Couplepreneur Life podcast. Today we are joined by Rory and AJ Vaden, hmm. co-founders of Brand Builders Group and a super, super powerful couplepreneur. Well, let me tell you a little bit about them. Yes. Rory and AJ Vaden are eight-figure entrepreneurs and co-founders of the Brand Builders Group, where they teach experts how to become more well-known and better monetize a personal brand. AJ is the CEO of the company and recently partnered with the Center for Generational Kinetics to spearhead the renowned Trends and Personal Branding National Research Study. Rory Vaden is a New York Times bestselling author, Hall of Fame speaker, and has a viral TEDx talk with more than 4 million views. Check out that TEDx talk. It's pretty a good, good one. Yes. yes. Together, they co-host the Influential Personal Brand Podcast, which was ranked by Forbes as one of the top 10 shows in 2021. Their insights have been featured on Good Morning America, Fox & Friends, and The Wall Street Journal, Success Magazine, and almost every other major national media outlet. Their clients are people like Lewis Howes, Ed Milet, and Shark, Jones, uh, Shark Tank's Kevin Harrington. Oh. Wow. <laughs> All the way to early stage aspiring speakers, coaches, and authors. Mm-hmm. Please help us welcome Rory and AJ Vaden. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Oh, this is so fun. I know. Well, what an honor. We love well, you guys so much. You are the coolest, and we have just loved getting to know oh. you personally, and we believe oh. in you so much, and uh, such a compliment to be here. Oh, thank, thank you, you, Rory. That, that means a lot. Well, I was I was trying to keep it cool because I got I got a crush on both these guys. I know. We, All right. We love us in Yes, yes. we love us. Yes, it's mutual. You know, and we definitely have a power couplepreneur here, um, which is really cool. But both of you, what, what, one thing I love about both of you is you both are just extremely powerful in your own right, mm-hmm. which is what makes a great powerful couplepreneur. So, mm-hmm. um, excited to have you here. Absolutely. All right, and share. Yes. So, but we want to start out. Um, for uh, this is a couplepreneur show, right? So we want to start out learning about you as a couplepreneur. So first question, where did you guys meet or how did you meet? Right. Go for it, Vaden. Okay. Um, we actually met as business partners. This is a little known yeah. fact that most people don't know about us, but we were business partners prior to us falling in love and getting married. So we broke that cardinal rule um, and we were in business with two other individuals and 50% oh, wow. of our partnership fell in love and got married. And an even lesser known fact is about three months after we started 
uh, dating. This was about a year after we started our company. Rory tried to break up with me. Oh, here it comes. And oh, here it comes. Why would he? It was like already a big deal to like kind of like take this step, this big endeavor we were going on. And then he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. We might have made a mistake here. And uh, I think we just need to like, you know, cut ties now before this like gets too serious. And I said, uh, no, <laughs> That's, uh, I reject your breakup. Uh, you rejected go, my rejection. You need to go think about that, sleep on it, pray about it, whatever you do and come back. But uh, I deny that this, we're not breaking up. So you just need to go work on that. And, come back. <laughs> and luckily he did. And uh, now then we've been together ever since, but we were, we were business partners and awesome. fell in love and got married. And luckily 15 years later, we're both married and still business partners. Still in business, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> that is a great story. Rory, what, what were you thinking? Yeah, exactly. What was I thinking? Was I... That was the stupidest thing. <laughs> I, I actually was thinking about the company is what it was. I, I had nothing to do with AJ. I was a I was afraid that I was falling in love with this woman and that it was going to create a massive conflict for the company. And as a leader, I felt like I had, you know, the livelihoods of these people that had, you know, invested in joining our startup and that I, I had a, a responsibility to them. And, and that's what I was, that's what I was thinking. And, um, you know, looking back on it now, I think one of the most powerful things that we've been able to do for the people who work with us mm -hmm is show them what uh, a healthy marriage looks like and a healthy partnership and trust and the ability to, you know, disagree, but still, you know, like prof professionally disagree, but still, you know, uh, collaborate and come together on things and, and do life and business. And I, I actually think it's very rare to see a marriage that is one that people aspire to have and even more rare to see one mm. in business. It's one of the reasons why we love you guys so much is it's mm. just, it's just not that common, unfortunately. And um, so it's, it hasn't been a detriment. It's been a wonderful and beautiful blessing. And uh, I just didn't, you know, that I, I didn't see all that at first. Right. You and I were both stupid young guys at one time. Yeah, that's and the short that, answer. That, that, right. There we go. <laughs> well, and, and feeding off yeah. of that, so um, obviously you own a business yeah. together and you've got employees. How do most people, most of your employees that, that come work for you, how do they react right. to having a husband and wife team that own, a, own the business? Well, you know, it's interesting because it's it's one of the policies that we've kind of made as a team is I interview every single potential recruit. So no one ever gets hired unless I interview them. Oh, wow. And a part of my interview is a cultural, I would say both an assessment to see if you're a cultural fit for us, but also a, um, but I would say like a, a cultural forewarning. And I have my checklist of, hey, you know, all things check out, skill set, experience, alignment, values, all the things. However, there, and I say this every single time, it's almost like a script in my head now. There are three things that you need to know about working with Brand Builders Group. One is that we are more family and friends than we are coworkers. Mm -hmm. And I mean that literally. Right. My husband is my business partner. So we are a husband and a wife team. And so you will never have just one boss. Um, there are two owners, there are two leaders at the top, um, and we're a team and we're a partnership. Um, but then it's like within our company, we have two other marriages 
that also work within our team. And then we have other dynamics where there's siblings and parents. It's very familial, mm -hmm. which is not awesome for some people. And I'm like, and if you don't, if you're not going to job with that, like, tell me now and let's cut ties and let's call it a day. The second thing I'm like, we are believers. You're going to hear the words, Jesus Christ a mm -hmm. lot. We pray, we say, amen. I'm going to quote scripture. And it's like, I accept your beliefs and I equally ask that you accept ours. And if it's going to make you uncomfortable again, cut ties now, let me know this is not a fit. Right. And it's like, and then I have this third thing where we talk about um, is my level of expectations, which are <laughs> normally and unrealistically high. And you should know that coming in. Um, you know, it's like, I'm not blind to this. I'm fully aware of this. Embrace it. You Embrace know, it, before you accept this job, you're accepting a job with a company where the owner and the CEO has a very high standard of personal performance and excellence, both in their personal and professional lives. And let me tell you what that means. I don't mind if you make mistakes. I expect for you to make mistakes, but I expect that you make them once. Mm. And this is kind of like my internal mantra. And it's like a hit with our partnership and our marriage. Talk about our faith and Jesus. And like this, you're going, you're going to get a heavy dose of it, right? Yeah. And we have lots of non-believers who work with us and they're very all right with it. And then I talk about the performance and excellence standards. And I'm like, if you still want to do this after this, then we're going to be great. Right. right. And what's great about uh, that, AJ, and I think that's a great lesson for any business mm. um, to have that that um, time during the interview where you're telling them this is what our culture is. Right. And you can not like it. And that's fine. So, right. If, if it's not going to work, then let's cut ties now. I think that's a great, great nugget of gold you just shared there. And I would sure. also say on that for anyone who's listening, who's married in business, which I imagine most are and you have employees. Yeah. One of the things that we had to learn the really hard way is the way that, you know, your team will play the mom dad card. Yeah. <laughs> no, never. we never experienced that. Yeah, never. Yeah. Of course not. Just us. Right. Uh, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like Rory and I really had to get on the same page behind the scenes where at the end of the day, as I I have the official seat as CEO, and although we'll, we're equal and we have lots of disagreements behind the scenes, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, Rory defaults to it's what AJ says. Mm. And it took us a really long time to get there because we didn't realize the impact or side effects that was having when we, we didn't have that. And I think that's made an extraordinary difference in our team. And it's made it really easy for him and I to go, if I didn't sign off on it, it's not happening so that there isn't this, well, wait, AJ said this, but Rory said this, but which one do we listen to, right. which right. that can just be chaotic for every single person involved, including the two of us. Mm, absolutely. And mm -hmm. obviously you defined roles, right? So that's also what makes you a successful couple. Entrepreneur. A lot of times when um, husbands and wives start out in a business together, they don't define the roles right. and that's where they get into trouble, right? Mm -hmm. um, not defining clearly what the roles are in the business. So, and it looks like that, um, so you, you figured out defining roles, but you also seem to have defined the roles to each other's strength. Yeah. Like, like I could see it uh, as we met, um, just to be a little transparent, um, we, we are clients of their company, Brand Builders, Brand mm -hmm. Builders Group, which is, if you don't know it yet, you need to know it. Mm -hmm. And we'll, we'll, we'll give the plug. We want to give information at the end, how they can get to know you, but you just need to get to know brand builders. It's been great for us. But I discovered brand builders through you, Rory, you know, and through your books here, you know, we got to, we've yes. already mentioned the books, you know, mm -hmm. that kind of, um, and, but through, that's how we discovered brand builders. But it was when I met AJ 
you know, it's like, oh, okay, there's the power. Not that you weren't powerful, Rory. <laughs> I get that a lot. Because, because I personally can relate to that. And we see it in a lot of couplepreneur relationships mm -hmm. that uh, a lot of times us, us guys may be the, some, some of the vision or a little bit more of the face, that kind of thing, but the power. So They call I me saw, the chief seagull officer. I fly in uh, okay. high above. Make a splat and then fly off. And then fly off. And cleans it up. See, that's <laughs> how I, and I so, I so saw that. And at least that's what I interpreted things to be or related to, because that's, that's mm -hmm. our experience. Yes. And you know? I think that's the best. Yeah. I think that's most couplepreneurs from, right. from our experience. Right. But the role thing of figuring out the roles, mm -hmm. it was extremely important. Who's responsible for what? Mm -hmm. Okay. Also, as far as roles, how did you define your roles? You know, the, the, the classical um, mother and father roles seem to kind of go out the door when you're in business together. You know, who's responsible for the kids on what? Our house, our chores. And house, or right, the house chores and those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. did, you, did you guys have a stint through that or had, had time you had to figure that out? Well, well, the, 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 the One of the big things that I would say is that I think the big learning process for us has not so much been what are the roles? I think the area of growth for us has been coming to the realization that all the roles are created equal. Yeah. And that, yes. that there's whatever seems glamorous isn't glamorous and whatever seems trivial isn't trivial. And that it, it is truly a partnership and a, and a mutual respect to go, um, there's not one certain task that is more valuable or important than another. There is a gigantic pile of work and there is business and there is house and there is family and it all mixes together. And we're kind of like, we're just on the same team going, whoever, whoever can do it the best, like whatever we can do to get this done. But um, it's truly a partnership and, and a mutual respect. And I think that's where a lot of, um, a lot of couplepreneurs struggle is one or both of the partners sees one or more of the tasks as above them or beneath them. And it's, it's sort of like, we have to all be willing to do whatever it takes. And we have to trust that our partner is doing whatever it takes and, and, um, you know, blending the business and, and the, in the family both together. So I think that's a big, I think that's been a big, um, point i mean on the family yeah. side there's just there's no doubt that aj just carries more of the weight on the on the on the house and the family she just does um she makes more of the decisions the kids default to her they want her more at certain times um mm. when i step in and make decisions it often in it often eradicates a, a perfectly functioning system, system. and blows it up and like it it, it makes it worse so i think you know, very much, especially on the personal side, I have defaulted to um, how can I help? So it's not that I'm absolving myself of responsibility, but I'm not stepping in and making decisions and making sort of proactive, setting the direction on things. It's it's more of just standing by and being like, I'm here, let me know, tell me what to do. How can I help? Um, I'm here to make life easier for you. Um, and that seems to have worked the best of <laughs> you know like that that seems to work pretty well. well i would say it's like i think one yeah. of the things that you know you kind of mentioned earlier it's like who's the best 
suited to do something. And I think that's actually something that we've kind of absolved of going, it's not some who's the best suited. It's just who's willing (laughs) and available, willing and available. Mm -hmm. That's the reality, right? Right. And it's like, there's plenty of things where I am not the best suited to do this, but I'm a willing participant who will get it done. And I think we've all had to learn to go. We're just, we have to be okay with 85% or 90%. And I have a, I would say type a perfectionist OCD personality where that's been a really hard lesson for me. It was easier to do. And I didn't have these two tiny humans. Right. And it's like, there was, there's just more time. And now there's less time than it's created an enormous new wave of patience and acceptance of it's good enough. Yes. It's good enough. And that has been a huge learning lesson of it's good enough. Um, But then I would also say to anyone who's listening is we haven't been afraid to get help. Like Mm. there is absolutely no way that Rory and I myself, even as a great team can get it all done. It's impossible. I don't, I don't even begin to understand how single moms do it or single dads do it or people who are running a business and running a family and who have no help. And, you know, I think about this often of like, man, how, how far have we gone in culture and society and getting it wrong to move away from our family units? And I never understood like the whole concept of it takes a village. And I'm like, it takes a village. (laughs) I need a really big village. (laughs) I never got that. And it's not just because I have, we have kids. It's like, my goodness, it just, it takes a village to manage a, manage a business and all the things that takes and a house and cleaning and trees. And well, let's forget having a date night, personal time. It's like, right. it takes a village and don't be afraid to get help, hire help. And just having good, honest conversations around that. And we, we have, we have built a community around us. My mom died when I was young. My dad lives far away. My siblings don't live near. Rory's siblings don't live near. His parents live uh, 90 minutes away. We don't have family here. So we've had to build a village. Um, but it's like, so don't be afraid to hire it and to invest the money because it's an investment. It's not an, yes. it's an investment. Absolutely. And I would venture to say, you would say hire it even before you think you need it, right? Um, so you're not playing catch up. I, I think that's a, that's high. That was something that we did not do in the beginning because right. I could do everything. I yes. Do I'm the best. And you mentioned type it. A personality. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. No one can do it better. No one can do and it And you weren't going to, you know, right. let go and, of it. Yeah. And so AJ, I'm sure right. that's, that's the same. One thing that you said, Roy, which I, I really want husbands to hear, um, is to normally the, the wife is the one who's knows what's going on in the house and all those right. things. If the husband would just come along and say, babe, what can I help you with? Because <laughs> you guys just don't, you don't see it, right? Typically you don't, you don't see the basket of laundry. You don't see, you know, whatever, right? Um, but just to come up to your wife and ask, what can I do to help? And then wives give them something to do. If they're going to ask, then don't, don't take on, well, I can do it myself right. or whatever. And then when they do it, let it be the, find the way they did it. If they didn't fold the towels with the exact <laughs> right folding the three you know towels are supposed to be folded but i'm getting it down sweetheart i'm getting it down (laughs) not to be specific i was raised by i was raised by a single mom and my mom used to have this magnet on the fridge to this day i remember it and and she used to have this big magnet on the fridge and it said there is no such thing as mr right 
there is only a Mr. Trainable who after enough years becomes Mr. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I'm learning. Okay, I'm... I am not observant. I don't follow hints. I don't no. pick up cookie crumbs. Like I, I have to just be told literally, and I would prefer to just be told literally explicitly what you want done, how you want done um, and trying to interpret it. Or when a, when a woman doesn't, doesn't verbalize her expectations and instead hopes that I will figure it out myself, see what needs to be done, have the confidence to Read step in mind. and do it and then do it perfectly right. in the way that she would do it. That's where there is conflict. And so it's better to just like, you know, I, I just make it explicit. And then for me, my role is to ask. I mean, that's the part that I figured out. I was like, oh, I just, I have to ask and say, what, what can I do for you? Like, what do you need done right now? Mm-hmm. That's what I had to. That's what I had to learn to do too, Rory. Mm-hmm. Was you know, as I started out, I'm kind of a guy's you know from the old school guy that you know, a woman does this and the guy does this. You know, I got the outside, I'll, I got the lawn, you got the inside of the house, kind of a guy. Mm-hmm. But with, when you're in business together, that that goes out the door because she's working you know, 12, 14 hours, 16 hour days or more when we're starting out as well, right? And is, is just as tired. I had to learn that. I love how you put it that. Um, that, that it's not that, um, you know, one's better than the other. It's just like, who's available. I, I love that. And I had to learn to come down and just ask because I didn't pick up on it either, Rory. I couldn't pick up on her cues. You know, didn't you see all the laundry there? No, I didn't see all the laundry there. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. Yeah. Um, the laundry could be there for two months. It will not bother me one, one bit. Um, but, but asking, say, but as much as, and I think Rory has really done an amazing job of like, how can I come along and help? But I think it's just as important for the, you know, the wife, the business partner to explain when you need help. And I think it's often like one of those, we just carry this like silent burden of, we have these like silent expectations. And it's, it's been a 15 year evolution of our communication of going, I actually have to verbalize when I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like when I ask, I always get it. Yeah. But I I need to ask. Yes. Um, I think women struggle with that a lot yeah. because it's like the mom guilt of I should be able to do it all. I can do it mm-hmm. all. And then you get trapped in the like, well, I have to do everything myself. Why is no one helping me? And and it's that's a really a really tough thing to to be willing to ask for help. And I I I think it's probably just maybe because more women have higher capacity than us guys and us guys are quickly to go, yep, I can't do this all. I need, I need to call somebody like I need a, I need a specialist to come in here. Um, but to be that as the husband, to be that person, to, to step in and be mm-hmm. like, what can I, what can I do? Yes. Um, uh, and, and AJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but that if your love language is acts of service, I mean, that's, that's the most sexy thing ever. Him taking out the trash. That's that's the best thing ever. That that's yeah. that's sexiness to me. Yeah. Doing the dishes, right? So. Here's a hint for the guys. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure every woman's love language is acts of service. Right. Like it's it's at least it's at least on there, even if it's not the, the top the, one or two. The, the primary, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you guys would just get that, your lives would be so much easier. Yeah. It really would. So, um, okay. One question I have for you guys: How do you? We hear this all the time from couplepreneurs. How do you leave work at work? and family life and home life at home? Yeah, you know, that's that's kind of like the old age question, right? right. Um, and I would say we've kind of evolved to the point of, now we have working hours, 
right? And we've become very disciplined for the most part about, like we really do try to cut off at 5.30 on most days. Um, and it's like, and then we transition. But one of the things that we've really just become accustomed to is that our work is our passion. Mm -hmm. Our work is our hobby. Our work is our purpose. And mm -hmm. it's not something that we're forced to do. It's not something that's punishment to do. This is something that we were made to do. We get to do. We want to do. We feel like God is using us in this work. And mm -hmm. I actually made a post um, today um, with a whole bunch of like family stuff and a bunch of it was BBG, but I call it family stuff. Like a bunch of it was brand builders group clients. And I was like, this is how you know that you're doing what God made you to do when work mm. doesn't feel like work. And when all these things feel more like friends and family and feel more purpose-driven and social than they do like some tasks you have to check off. And so one of the things that we've extended to our kids is that, you know, they're a part of the family business mm. and, you yeah. know, it's like they're often like, are you done with work? And I go, well, maybe the work is never done. So no, I'm not done, but I can pause right now. And it's so my kids, I think you guys probably know this, but clearly no one listening does. My kids are my accountability partners. And they're the ones who come and relieve me, which is why my door is locked right now. Uh, but they're the ones who come and relieve me at the end of every single day. So I end every single day with my kids coming into my office asking me what I'm doing, looking at my calendar. They get to pretend to delete some emails. I pull up a Word doc. They get to like tap <laughs> on the computer. They play with my microphone. They pretend to do a little podcasting. Yep. And then we all close up shop together and we go downstairs. Mm -hmm. And it's just become this, like work is not punishment. Cause I, I and I think that really did happen when we had kids of going, mm. I don't want to raise kids who don't want to work because of the way I talk about it. And so we've been really intentional. Mm. So we'll have work conversations at work. And as soon as they ask, is this work talk? We're like, no, this <laughs> is family business talk. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think we should do? Mm. And, you know, it's like, we'll bring them into the conversation. And it's often, you know, this interesting dynamic of we tried to separate it for so long, um, but that's because we were treating it like work. Yes. AJ, that's so good yeah. because we, we do hear that a lot from couplepreneurs is, especially with, uh, from the wives, like, if I get into business with my husband, I, I don't want to be talking work all the time. And we always tell them it's okay because it does become your main hobby, your main thing that you it's, do together. It's the family business. Right. And, and it does become, if you're serving correctly, it does become your passion. So it's fine to talk yeah. work. I mean, we, we talk business almost all the time because we, we love business. We love the businesses that we've had. We love the people that we serve. And so of course we're going to talk talk about all the time we it's very difficult it would be impossible for us to stop at five o'clock now yeah. we're not going to talk any business at all right. so um, and i would say like don't get me wrong i have a threshold um and but i it's like i now tell rory i'm like you've crossed my threshold we need to move on right <laughs> um but it's like but it's right. also it's just uh embracing this whole thing of like man this this is what we do together. This is our hobby. This is our passion. This is what we have in common. And, you know, if you are in business together, I would encourage you to think about all of the people that you know who are mm. in business together and how interestingly separate lives they lead. So good. Oh, it's so, yeah. and that's so true. And that's, um, they have um, different experiences every day, right? One goes to one job, one to the, to the other, and they come back together. And yeah. And they've got what three or four hours at night, right? And that's that's really the only time they have any shared experiences. So that's what we, one of the things we love about being a couple of is our 
our lives, our shared experiences. And because we're together well, all I, the time. I, one thing I've always found ironic about that is that they do go to separate jobs. And then what, how, what happens is they come home and they tell each other all about their job. So they're talking about work. And it's like, but if for some reason, if we work together, we're not supposed to tell our spouse what our day was. But if we work right. at different places, we come home and that's all we talk about. So it's like, everybody does that. And I think, you know, to something that AJ said, just, you know, was a big highlight for me. Um, you know, AJ uh, read this book one time that she shared with me um, and it was called Every Good Endeavor. And um, the one of the things that jumped out about that book to me um, was it's written by Timothy Keller, is that work is part of God's original design. Mm. So work exists in God's original design before the fall of man, right? Before sin enters into the world. So regardless of your, you know, your spiritual beliefs, I find it interesting that, you know, at, at least in, in the Christian or the Jewish recount of how the world began, work is a part of perfection, and I have found that to be true because there's no level of money, there's no achievement, there's no possession, there's no status or title that you can pursue that eventually doesn't wear off in terms of its significance to you. It's, you know, when, when you're chasing success, you're just moving the goal line and always to have a new goal, which is yeah. fine. I think that's okay. But, you know, it's sort of like when when you're achieving, there's wins and losses, but when you're serving, there's only wins. Mm. And there's, there is purpose that. when our life is being used to enhance someone else's life. When my skills and, and my character traits and my you know, network and my experience is able to be utilized in a way that it improves or enhances somebody else's life, mm. That is what gives my life value. And that's what gives me peace. And that's what gives me satisfaction. Our lives have meaning in the context of other people. And so when you get to do that as a couple, it really is beautiful. It really is the family business. It's the family purpose. It's the family mission. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a shared sense of faithful stewardship of going as a family, this is how we're choosing to utilize our passions and skills in a way that makes the the world a better place and makes other people's lives better. And that's a beautiful thing and a, and a blessing and something mm. to be proud of and, and to, to share and be excited about doing and not to be constantly trying to avoid and cut off um, and, and get away from. Right. On, a, on some sort of time clock. So everybody, Rory and AJ just gave you permission to not have to separate work right. and life, right? And that's so true. And and they've been doing it for quite some time. We've been doing it for quite some time. And um, so I think that the notion of we have to stop at five o'clock and we can't start talking about business until eight. Well, we talk about balance. The big thing is, is the work-life balance. Mm -hmm. And we, we discovered through through our life experience of doing this now for about 30 years that there's no such thing as work-life balance or what they're trying to, you know, right. feed us or whatever. 50 -50 or... It, right. It's mm -hmm. just, there's seasons. We've discovered there's seasons. Sometimes the work demands that we seem to be all about work. And other times, um, you know, it's, we're all about family and we kind of get lost in the family and it's like, oh, you know, we feel guilty about that. <laughs> we're not, we don't feel like we're working enough, mm -hmm. but it's, it just goes back and forth. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, okay. I have a question for you. 
for, as couplepreneur or the couplepreneur life, we talk about have, I'm bringing, making sure you have the passion, unity, and adventure in your marriage. Yeah. That's what's important. So how does Rory and AJ Vaden keep the passion, the unity, and the adventure in your marriage? No, I can speak to the adventure one okay. because I drag him around <laughs> and make <laughs> a whole bunch of things that he never signed up for. <laughs> we were recently on uh, redo this um, annual planning retreat with um, another couplepreneur that we're friends with. We've done this, I think, seven years in a row. Oh, wow. And I just accidentally let it out of the bag where it's like my key for most all adventurous things in life. But I just sign him up and don't tell him. <laughs> I just sign him up and I don't tell him and it works out really well oh, yeah. uh, well, what was the most adventurous thing that you signed up for oh let's see you tell him they all unfortunately have resulted in some sort of Vaden injury I get injured a lot yeah <laughs> a lot um actually I would say one of the most memorable and hilarious would be um we've been really blessed and really fortunate we've just been given the opportunity to travel and see a lot of the world mm. and it was always a childhood dream of mine and we just feel so blessed that our work has allowed us to do that and i had this bucket list of all these places i wanted to visit one of them was the great wall of china mm. oh wow and so you know it's very far away and yeah. you get there and you would think i'm a type a i'm very detailed i'm very organized i would have like done a lot of research in this plan but i was like i mean it's a wall you drive up you take some pictures you leave like <laughs> china <laughs> yeah so we're in hong kong so we fly to beijing um simply to spend the night so we can go do this like bucket list thing and you know i have on don't worry slip on gray mules and skinny jeans and a light jacket well it's an hour and a half I'm from Beijing. And when the driver picks us up, he speaks no English. We have a business card with like three words on it, like bathroom, water, stop. Like that's it. That's all we get. So this is like 90 minutes away. And the further we drive, we start seeing snow. Oh, and I'm like, where are we going? And it gets into the woods. And now it's like in this weird remote village and we keep going. And <laughs> Where's the wall? There, we get there and there's no wall. And I'm like, what is this? So we get off this thing. We go buy a ticket. We walk down this path. We get on a bus. We get on a bus <laughs> and there's a bunch of German people on there with straight up parkas and hiking gear. And I go, they must be going to a different part of the wall. Don't <laughs> think a dead gum thing about it. Roy has on like jeans, sneakers and like <laughs> we finally get off of this shuttle bus thingy. Y'all. It's 3,000 steps up a mountain <laughs> and, it's snowing. And, you're <laughs> and it's snowing and I'm like, well, we're here. We can't not do it. I have on no joke. We have no jackets, no mittens, no hats. I have on mules, slip-ons with no socks. And I'm like, well, we're here. We're doing this. So we climb 3,000 steps up of a mountain. Don't worry. We get to the top of this thing. We look around and we're like, those are the people on the bus. They did not climb this mountain with us. Hi. There was a gondola. Uh, <laughs> we the gondola. In our pursuit of adventure, we 
walked past the gondola. AJ's pursuit of adventure. <laughs> Let's be clear. So, there's a lot of those experiences um, that I could spend the rest of the day talking about how I have signed us up for adventure without much planning. That just really led huh. to adventure. That's how that sneaks up in this marriage. Okay. So I love that. One, <laughs> one practical thing I would say that's like a cool tip that we, we've always done is we buy tickets far in advance. Um, because we find that even if we have a plan to go then, but then the night comes and it's like, oh, I'm tired. I don't want to go. Let's just like relax or watch a movie or whatever. And then that kind of becomes the mm. default. Um, and so we're always trying to like buy the tickets, like book the concert, book the flight, book the hotel, like always planning and always having something to look forward to. And also committing us to going because we've we've already we've already purchased in advance wow. on that intentional that is so say, good i would say two things on that there are there's a pro and a con to doing that and this is something that's been like a you know just a, a revolution in my own mind when it comes to our marriage and planning and that was like that was our mo for a really long time and one of the things that i've realized recently is that really prevents spontaneity mm. And um, because we get so locked into some things, we're like, we just have to commit to this with some things on the calendar. And it's also, again, there's, you know, pros and cons to all the things, if you just how you look at it. And it's really prevented us from being able to say yes to things that pop up, um, such as a date night with a friend that we just couldn't find uh, any dates for. And so there's a balance of going like, what needs to there's be that. and what needs to be in advance? And where do we need to allow more cushion in our life? a little bit more margin to just do the unexpected and um, to have a little bit more of that spontaneity. And on that second thing, one of the things that I've asked Rory for, which is, you know, a plan for 2023 is um, I have said, it's like for our date nights, I just, I don't want to do dinners anymore. We can eat all the rest of the week. I want date nights to be memories. I want them to be experiences. And I think the default for a lot of us who've been married and married a long time or who have a lot going on is like, we'll just go to a new restaurant. And I have found that that really doesn't create the memorable experiences that create passion and adventure and connectedness. Yes. And so instead of picking dining uh, you know, events, we're picking uh, experiences. So it's like going on a biking trail, we're doing indoor climbing, we're going bowling, we're going to a concert, we're going to a play where, but it's something that is forcing us to get outside of a normal routine. If we just go to a restaurant, we just go out to dinner and we're doing something that we can actually look back and go mm. remember when. Yes. Oh, that's so good. Oh, I love, I love yes. both those. Mm -hmm. The thing on the margin. Don't you remember but... when we went to the Great Wall of China and had no clothes? <laughs> <laughs> and it was freezing cold and we hiked. Remember, Ben? Wasn't there a gift shop or something that you could have picked up like a sweatshirt? <laughs> it was all closed. It was like off-season <laughs> or something. Anyway. It, was, it, was, it was wild. Bad, but, bad. but I love that we just had the conversation about margin too, because mm -hmm. that's a great point that we can get as we're, as we're doers, we, we can get all scheduled out there. And we talked about planning. Um, planning spontaneity. Right, planning spontaneity. <laughs> Leaving some room yeah. for spontaneity. Yeah, and, I have yes. margin for it. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'll just throw this in there. And I know I'm trying to be cautious of not like being so wordy with our answers, which we both tend to do. Um, but uh, one of the good. things um, about passion that I would just say is it's a little thing that makes a big difference, but it's a little thing is, 
pretty much every single day. Um, I use I take longer to get ready than Rory. Surprise! And so usually um, he'll go down, and like he, he's with the boys for a few minutes, and then I come down. And I can tell you, like, I talk about passion is making me feel good and special and loved and wanted and mm. desired and attracted every single day. Well, for the most part, Rory will probably do it every day after this interview. Um, but as I'm walking down the stairs, he gets the boys together with him, and he goes, "Here she comes." Oh. And oh. they do this like little like thing where it's like they all wait expectant expectantly for me to walk down the stairs. Oh. And Rory always goes, look how beautiful mommy is today. Mm. Um, look how beautiful she is. Isn't she pretty? And then my boys are like, mommy, you're so pretty. <laughs> and it's like, it feels like coming like down, like, you know, it's like prom night every night. It's like <laughs> bell of the ball. Like, it doesn't matter what I'm doing oh. or what I'm wearing. But just those little things that go, man, I feel so. I still feel desired and wanted and cherished and special, even if I'm just coming down the stairs. I, I got a, I got a crush on you, Rory, even more. Cause that, that is such a man thing to do. Yes. That, that's, a, that's a good man thing to do. Cause that, we talk about being intentional. We get yeah. into relationships and that kind of thing. And that's what happens we see with a lot of the guys is we get all caught up in the business and okay, we got the girl and our focus is over here. But being intentional about always looking at building, um, building our, our wives up you know, our partners up as look how beautiful she is and, and, teaching and, and, your boys. and, and make, right, teaching the boys about that as well and, and making it a big deal. Right. Well, the boys make, have certainly latched on to it because now our five-year-old says, mommy, once daddy dies, I'm going to marry you. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. Um, okay. So as we're wrapping up um, yep. this part of the, the podcast, what is the best advice you can give couplepreneurs starting out or they've been in business for a while, they're driving yeah. each other crazy, they're at year 10 and they just can't get, seem to get this figured out. What's yeah. the best advice that they can tangibly do right now? Well, I mean, if they're if they're not already, I would say a date a date night is a, just a really key thing mm -hmm. that is a tangible mm -hmm. thing. It needs to be locked in the schedule, and it needs to be the two of you separate from the kids and separate from work and like dedicated time uh, every single week. Um, so that that comes to mind. Um, and then I think the other the other thing that comes to mind for me would be. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen, there's like a, is, this is more of a, a relational thing in general, but if you have two people who, uh, if you think of like a triangle and if you have two people who are moving closer to God, if they're both pursuing God, mm -hmm. then they, they come closer together with one mm -hmm. another. And so if you're both pursuing God, it draws, it draws you together. And I think that, you know, mm -hmm. Michael Todd is a pastor who he's got this great saying, he says, if you if you have your best year spiritually, you'll have the best year of your life. Um, and I just got to witness that happen this past year with AJ. Um, and she she had her best year spiritually by far. We read the Bible cover to cover as part of our family Bible study that we're in. She read a, at least a, at least one book every month, I think more than that. And um, that really makes a difference because it's hard, right? Like building a business yeah. is hard. Having kids is hard. Having toddlers is madness. Like yeah. we've been, we've been 
doing a startup with two toddlers in the middle of COVID, like uh, just after moving into a new house, it, it's been a really difficult season. And, and so I think, you know, having that perspective is really important. Um, and uh, I think that's been a, I think that's a, a really big part, at least for us. Um, date night, date yeah. night for sure. Mine would be accountable community. Mm-hmm. And that's something we've doubled down on this year. Um, and it, it's finding community that will not allow you to be a lazy partner or a lazy spouse. And I've, again, been really blessed to have community this year where it's like divorce in this community is not an option. Mm-hmm. And I need that community. I need a community who will not allow me to vent about my spouse. Yeah. It's been so helpful to catch myself in my tracks of going, man, I'm going down these negative thought pat- patterns and it's, I need that. Like I need, and I need a community that supports us, that knows us both, that knows our children, that knows who we are and who, who will, who's willing to put their hand up and go, uh-uh, we're not, that's not allowed here. That's not tolerated here. That's not what we mm. do here. And so finding accountable community that you can really do life with um, as a couple, as a family, but also, you know, it's like the, the women have a women's thread and the men have a men's thread. And then we all get together every single Sunday uh, and, mm. and our kids do too. And so it's just been this really unique thing of also then it's made my eyes open to, I've had to let a lot of friendships go um, on purpose um, because it's like, that's not healthy for me as an, as an individual, but it's not healthy for my business, my family, or my marriage to allow that type of conversation in my space. And so you have to go. And those have been hard choices, but healthy choices. And then filling up that space with community where it's like, no marriage is perfect. No business is perfect. No relationship Mm. is perfect. No one is perfect. And at the same time, it's like, I cannot blame anything on my husband. I have to own my part Mm. and to have a community of going, we're not talking about Rory. We're talking about you. What's your part in this? What's God teaching you? What have you learned? What can you change? Mm. And none of it has to do with my husband or my partner, mm. right? Like it's my business partner. And that's been so refreshing and so healthy. Okay. And we have a different communication. We have a different marriage. I have a different lens in which I'm living by. Um, and that is from accountable community. And, and you're intentional about it, right? Because the community doesn't just happen. You have to go out and you have to seek out the people that that you want to be around, mentors, other people that are in the same position that you're in. And we we had that in the beginning too. When we had little kids, we were a small group at church and our kids grew up together and yeah. it was people that held you accountable. So that is, that's, that is so important, but you got to be intentional about yes. it. Mm-hmm. Oh, guys, great stuff. Awesome um, stuff. Love. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you so much for just being here and, and taking the time and for being so transparent. Uh, I think we love you guys even more. And uh, we, we, we feel so blessed that, you know, that uh, you've taken us on as clients as well. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, for you that are, uh, that are listening or, or watching here, you've got to check them out. In fact, um, yes. you know, I, have your book. I had to bring these books down here. Mm-hmm. You know, as we mentioned, Rory's a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. All right, if, if you haven't read these books yet, you've got to read the books. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm doing the push, Rory, because these, <laughs> these books have changed. You know, Take the Stairs is great stuff. Mm-hmm. Procrastinate on Purpose, mm-hmm. love that. I know you love that's that. that favorite, that's yeah. your favorite. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, but, but also a Brand Builders Group. How can uh, someone get in touch with you guys or, or to learn, learn more? Learn more about you guys. Right. Rory? Yeah. 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, we help mission driven messengers build and monetize their personal brand. Right. So we help, uh, authors and speakers and coaches to reach more people and become more well-known and just make a bigger impact. Uh, so that's how we, we obviously met you and, um, work with some of the, some really, really well-known clients, Ed Milet and Lewis Howes and Amy Porterfield and Eric Thomas, but our heart is for the people who are just starting out and who really feel called to use their life to make a difference with others. And, um, so we teach people how to make a business out of doing that. And if you want to learn more about that, you can just go to freebrandcall.com slash couplepreneur, freebrandcall.com slash couplepreneur. And um, you can request a call with our team and we'll just want to chat with you and get to know you a little bit. Perfect. And we highly, highly encourage yeah, highly. Team. their their hearts are big. We can say that. Yeah. You have some big fancy names that, that you, uh, that uh, you work with or whatever, but I can tell you it's not being a fan, one of their fancy names. You get just as much of attention and love and, and care and it's great stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, please, uh, yeah, take them up on their free call. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. Mm-hmm. all right, hey, but that's about, uh, we're about uh, wrapping up uh, this portion of our, of our podcast. Uh, for those of you who are part of the club, Club Couple Panure, stick around here because um, we're going to have our uh, lightning round lightning round here with, with Rory and AJ mm-hmm. and some more fun conversation. But mm-hmm. for the rest of you, hey, we appreciate you being here and we look forward to seeing you next time. Mm-hmm.